Hello and welcome to a special international seismic cinema podcast. So put your feet up on that cool Jedi statue in the middle of the Jedi desert, grab some kyber crystals and prepare to watch all your favorite characters die within the next hour. <laughs> nice improv intro call. It wasn't improv, I, I sat and was writing it just for what I was preparing. So I'm Colin. <laughs> Uh, my screen name is Bore Gullet for this episode. If you know, you know. And Paul is Paul. What have you got there? Uh, Sergeant Melshi representing this Scottish officer from Rogue One. <laughs> and with us today is we've got a returning guest, Daniel, who has done all our artwork and helped us over the months starting, and he's returning. So he's done the Gentleman. He's done top nineties. Uh, top 10 90s movies and many more and that's him, that's him back for another appearance well thanks uh, for having me back on no, good to have you good to have you bud it feels awfully, uh, feels awfully nostalgic to me having Daniel back on <laughs> it's been a while it's been a while, it's been a while. <laughs> and we also have a special guest from across the pond we have Raphael aka the geeky dad aka the good pods phenomenon <laughs> Hello, everybody from New York, right here. Yeah, super, super excited to have you on. Uh, it's been it's just, it's really a surreal, surreal experience having uh, somebody on. You, you only really listen to like kind of in your earphones and you listen to our content. It's just really weird having you on and speaking to you, but <laughs> it's, really, it's really good to have you on. It's the same, it's the same, you know. I listen to you too, and it's like, you know. I haven't seen most of your videos, so I, this is the first time I actually like see you up up close. You know, it can it can only disappoint. <laughs> yeah. uh, no, no, you guys are very handsome chaps. Oh, Daniel, Daniel, and Paul are anyway. Paul, you look, you actually look proper starstruck there. It's because I'm, because I'm, <laughs> uh, yeah, because um, uh, I've listened to, because I think I think actually. Raphael actually listened to us first on Good Pods because he kept appearing, uh, like reviewing our stuff. I was like, oh, I'll give him a, I'll have a look at his. And I think the first one I caught was, I can't remember which one it was, but I think it was maybe your Doctor Strange one. Oh, uh, okay. With the, with the Multiverse Kids. And I just thought it was brilliant. And I've been <laughs> kind of hooked ever since. Uh, and your other show, The Geeky. That after dark, um, with the geeky wife. Yeah, that, thank you. That's my dog on cue. That's my dog on cue. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, the geeky dad after dark with the geeky wife. She's hilarious as well. So yeah, yeah. it's been really good. Um, yeah. And since we're just starting off, I just want to see if you want to plug your content. As if so, I've not been gushing too much. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know. Uh, a lot of my shows, uh, my co-stars uh, usually take the spotlight more than me. So it's like I'm not really the star of anything. <laughs> you know, I'm just uh, the ringleader, like the, the guy in the circus telling everybody what to do. I just stay in the background. Yeah. <laughs> you know, not as handsome as, as you, Jackman, though. No. That's what that's what Ken, Ken Colin does to me. Ken keeps me in check, so I don't. <laughs> Don't go off a tangent. Yes. 
Well, I mean, I mostly started listening to you guys because I, I get tired of listening to uh, Americans talk. So I like to listen to people like from across the pond. I like the voices that, you know, your, your accents and stuff like that. So I listen to a lot of guys from Australia, um, England, Scotland, all over the place usually, you know. Yeah, it's good to get a, a good wee mix of people on your playlist. Um, I'm not sure ours is that exciting <laughs> <No>. <laughs> it's really weird sitting in Dunoon speaking to somebody who's in New York it's like surely you've got a lot cooler things you could be doing in New York than talking to us New York is not as cool as people make it out to me right? quite warm yeah I went I went a couple of summers ago myself yeah I, I, I actually don't like uh, Times Square and all that stuff I like to keep away from all that big crowd yeah you would you would if you lived there yeah, we forgot to mention at the start because we're terrible at introducing ourselves that we are, as you put it, we're a Scottish podcast, so we're going to get that Scottish, uh, that Scottish audience into, or the Scottish lovers. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm sure they're right excited. Yeah, well, we need to, you're even wearing the the strip pole. No, Melshi, come on, Daniel. You want to promote your bar? You have a bar? Um, well, not really. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I work in a, a bar and restaurant called The Croft. It's in the south side of Glasgow. Okay. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a really nice place. Good food, friendly atmosphere. Um, yeah, kind of put me on the spot there, Paul. Thanks for that. <laughs> hey. I, re I recently had um, uh, a comic book writer from Glasgow on my show, John Lees. I don't know if you ever heard of him before. He just signed yeah. a movie deal with one of his uh, recent comic books. Nice. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's in one of my episodes. I mean, uh, he'd love to probably get some uh, extra attention. So, I mean, if we can hook you up with him, maybe we can get, get him on your show. Oh. Yeah, because you know, it was hard to set up the, the time difference. You know, I think it'd be easier with somebody, you know, from his side of the hemisphere, maybe. Yeah, definitely hook us up. That sounds like a, a good opportunity. Yeah. I don't know. We, we usually deal in uh, dealing negative publicity. Usually we <laughs> appear on somebody's show or something that just goes downhill. Yeah. Right, right. Anyway, before this goes any further downhill, I'll take on my role of getting us started with the, the, the purposeful content of the episode. <laughs> so... This podcast is all about, well, two things. We're going to talk about Andor, which is coming out on Wednesday, a triple header. And we're also going to look back at Paul's favorite Star Wars film, Rogue One, because obviously that's where Andor originated. And just always good to have a chance to go back. We've not actually reviewed a Star Wars film yet, Paul. We've talked about the shows and we've ranked the films, but we've not actually went into focus on one in particular. Uh, I'd also just like to let remember what's that, Paul? It's because the episodes will last for days. Yes. <laughs> uh, just before I forget, I'd like to say thanks to the four new subscribers we've got on YouTube. That's been our biggest bit of growth in months. So uh, thank you to you guys. Thanks for listening in. So, Andor, who wants to start us off? How much are we looking forward to this show? I'm looking forward to it a lot because, you know, it looks like uh, a very serious show. 
most of the you know the past couple of uh, Star Wars shows kind of towed the line between you know funny and serious sometimes. You know, it kind of feels like it's like Marvelized a little bit. You know, that's just me. I don't know if you feel the same, but uh, this one actually feels like a, like a solid story, like a like a deep story. Uh, and oh, and it looks like it's keeping the tone of the movie, which I liked. That's good. Yeah. Right. And a lot of the actors as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because is it Genevieve O'Reilly is coming back as Mon Mothma. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Love that uh, we get to see more of her. Yeah, and Forrest, because yeah. she was um she was obviously Mon Mothma in Rogue One, but she was mm-hmm. also in a Revenge of the Sith deleted scene. Well, as a different actress though, right? No, no. The actress that's in Rogue One and Andor played Mon Mothma in a Revenge of the Sith deleted oh, scene okay. where the rebellion was getting formed, like Padme was at the meeting. So I oh, think if you okay. if you get a Revenge of the Sith DVD, you could probably watch the scene. Jesus, Colin, you certainly know what you're talking about. That's, that's, my, fun, <laughs> that's, my, fun, that's my fun fact for this evening. Why would they cut that scene? That seems like a very a good scene. It is, but I, I kind of get it. That film was more about Anakin's fall, maybe not so much the rebellion. Maybe they knew they were going to be Andor in the future, so they were like, "We'll save it for them." <laughs> Foresight. Yeah. <laughs> so, what about you, Daniel? What are your thoughts and hopes for this series? Uh, I'm really looking forward to it. I can't wait. Um, uh, I think it will be, um, like Raf said, a, a you know kind of serious show and. It'll be good to have a, a fresh kind of perspective on a Star Wars story. So it'll be it'll be something new and refreshing, I think, for all the Star Wars fans, and I think it will deliver. Oh, well, it can't it can't fail now. Daniel's Daniel's back to the film to the show to the hilt. So, <laughs> well, we've uh, we started a new tradition this year. I came to yours for the first two episodes of Kenobi and we've just made plans to hang out on Wednesday and watch the, the Rogue One and not Rogue One, the Andor triple header. So I, I think from our conversations, you're quite hyped about this show coming out. Oh yeah, definitely. Just like Kenny Echo and uh, Daniel and Rafa, um, I think this is going to be like amazing. I think it's going to be like way better than Obi-Wan Boba Fett. Like it's been like like Rafa saying, like other shows have been like kind of like campy in places when it shouldn't have been, and uh, I think this one's going to be like kind of deep and dark. The cast looks really, really good. Like I think Stellan Skarsgård's amazing, and to kind of hook him down for a a kind of TV show, I think it's just going to, I think it's, I think it's going to rock, rock. Um, yeah. But if you're coming in on Wednesday. Don't be like you are at the Obi-Wan premiere and just saying, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God, for the first 10 minutes. I think that was different because that (laughs) show was so ingrained in the prequels and the first scene was Order 66. So I'm not going to... There's even the recap. There's even the recap that you're just like, oh, my God. Yeah, but that was really cool. I don't have, like, the emotional connection to the Rogue One era, like, despite enjoying the film. I don't worry, I won't be as I won't be as a fanboy at this one. 
<laughs> I, I'm definitely not going to be like that now that you've basically told me I'm not allowed to be. So thanks for ruining my enthusiasm. <laughs> I mean, the only thing I think that I'm, I might be disappointed in, I, I heard that K2SO is not going to show up this season. Mm-hmm. I think next season. I kind of like I kind of want to see him like in this season a little bit, maybe as a bad droid, and then like set it up at the end, like him changing it over. But I guess they're saving that for the second season, you know. All right, gives you something to look forward to, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that'd be quite good, actually. Some sort of mission where he has to acquire K for some kind of higher purpose or something like that. That'd be quite good. Right. Yeah. So we've talked about. I, do you think sorry. we're gonna see any like inquisitors? Oh, I don't know. I, I, kind of, I feel like they were the weakest part of Obi Wan person. Or any like 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 runaway Jedi or anything like anybody with a lightsaber. You think anybody's gonna show up? I think they'll keep away from that. I think so um, too. Yeah, because Rogue One wasn't all about the Jedi and. You know, it was just about the resistance. Um, so I think they were trying to stay away from that aspect right. of the, the show. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I think they'll just... It'll all be although, a, people yeah, on the ground. Although it still had the, the best lightsaber scene in history. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, by the way, amazing. Yeah. It's like you have been reading our notes. Our our first wee activity after the uh, Andor preview was to talk about the Easter eggs and the cameos we thought might appear. So we could even just continue having that discussion. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I mean, that's what I usually fanboy about. I I love Easter eggs. That's just me. So do you think do you think Vader will appear? Hmm. I don't. Th- I don't. Maybe on a monitor. Like somebody's gonna see him or something, and I, I, maybe Palpatine, I think, might show up. Tarkin, Tarkin, I think, might show up. Yeah, yeah. I maybe be have a budget killer of having CJ Tarkin. I know who Paul wants to show up. Who? Director Krennic. Oh, oh. wow! <laughs> yeah, it's very possible. Yeah, I was watching. I was watching that this morning. And I was like. It's a damn fine performance. <laughs> well, we're we're predicting, but there's obviously ones that we already know are appearing. So, have you all have you all watched the trailers? Yeah, yeah. So, who do we know that we've already spoken about Mon Mothma? I think she's going to play quite a big part in the show. But who else? I think Saw Gerrera is going to show up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I wonder if he'll be as over the top as he was in Rogue One. <laughs> Yeah, maybe before he had that like, cybernetic apparatus mm. before that. Yeah. yeah. It was weird seeing him in Rogue One. Like, I'd never seen... So I, when I seen Rogue One, I hadn't seen Clone Wars. Ah. Uh, mm. And it was weird seeing him being, like, normal in the Clone mm. Wars. And then seeing him and in... young, right? So young. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's in Rebels and he looks... He looks a bit more like, I think in Rebels he looks a bit more like he does in Rogue One. Okay. I, I think he was also in um, Bad Batch. Yeah, briefly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he popped up in Bad Batch. Yeah. 
Well, you know, I saw a, a, a deleted scene um, with uh, in Rogue One where he didn't have all that stuff hooked up to him. He looked completely different. I think they totally changed the whole scene completely. Oh, that's a bit weird. Yeah. Maybe that's what they decided to add in the Borgullet. <laughs> yeah. There was a lot of changes, I think. Obviously, when we'll talk that about that a bit more later, but there was obviously a lot of research for Rogue One, and I think he, he actually just did look different in the earlier cuts, and that's where the because I think the trailer showed him looking one way, and then the film. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of scenes in the trailer that's that's not in the movie. Yeah. Yeah. It would have been interesting to see because I don't even think the deleted scenes are on the DVD, are they? For the actual kind of other movie, as you were. I don't think it's ever been released. I don't think so. No. no. Interesting to see. I did um, see a YouTube video where they like gather up all of the scenes together and they talked about it, but that's about it. It's quite oh, nice. Yeah. So in, in terms of what's happening in the, the show from the trailers, obviously I think I've heard this shows like different periods of Cassian's life. So we start off with them as a young boy. Yeah, and, and we know from Rogue One his parents were separatists, and then I think this will this will obviously show how he joins the rebellion. I would say. Mm -hmm. Yes, because yes. he's been in this fight since he's six years old. Because mm. there's another famous actor in this, uh, Fiona Shaw, aka Aunt Petunia from Harry Potter. Mm. She's in this. She's in the trailer. Yeah. I have no idea who that is. And Petunia, Harry Potter. <sighs> Harry's, adopted, Harry's adopted aunt. The one that was rotten to her, rotten to him? Yeah. That one? Yeah. Oh, the one that locked him under the stairs? Yeah. Oh, right, okay, got you. Well, she's in there. She's a lot. She looks a lot older now, but I think she's. I've heard she's playing Cassian's like adopted parent. So again, another adopted. Well, she's gonna treat him like yeah. shit too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Cassian's gonna have a futuristic cupboard. <laughs> Maybe she put him in the in the under the stairs as well. <laughs> yeah, I don't really know what the plot's gonna be. It's obviously about the foundations of the rebellion, but we've seen that. In various places, like it's a big part of the plot line. Rebels, Rebels as well. yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think it'll, I think it'll delve more into his backstory quite, quite a lot, because I think he has got quite a rich backstory. Um, right. I was actually watching the, listening to the Moisture Farm report. They did, they just released one on Wednesday there about right. kind of Cassian Lander's backstory. I've only listened to half of it so far, but I was talking about how he started off as a separatist. And his dad, yeah. his dad got hanged uh, at a protest or something at a university, and his mum died young. But uh, yeah, I think it's going to go back into his backstory and then kind of follow his journey through. I think it'll be really, I think it'll be really gritty, but really good. Yeah, I think Jimmy Smith might show up. Yeah, possible, yeah. yeah, the eternal Jimmy Smith. <laughs> yeah. I've heard there might be a young, a young Jin appearance, or maybe Galen or so as well. 
Mm. Maybe, but then, I don't know, I think it would maybe cheapen Rogue One, because like, they all act as if they've never met anyone, met each other before. Mm. And it'd be a wee bit like Young Leia again, wouldn't it, if you've got a, a young gin running about? Yeah, especially if she's with Saw. Well, maybe she'd maybe be with Saw. Possibly. Possible, yeah. And or never met her before that, anyhow. Uh, I would like no, the I idea know. of uh, maybe Han Solo and Drew showing up, maybe briefly. Hmm. But that's that. I think that's uh, that's that's reaching. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I'd like that. No. <laughs> I'm just trying to think who else. There's quite a lot of new characters, though. There's the there's the. The blonde female officer, I don't know what her name is yet, but she's quite prominent in the trailers. Yeah, yeah. And there's yeah. a Skazgard's character, looks like he's going to be quite important as well. Yeah. I just love the way he says, Cassian Ander. You think we'll see any of the clone troopers? I hope so. There's clones in the, the first scene of the trailer. Marching Maybe we'll in. see the transition. Yeah, well, that's obviously started in Bad Batch as well. Yeah, I, mean, I, get, I get caught. I, I do a, a Star Wars club at my school. Uh, I teach at a, a secondary school, and uh, I didn't realize there was a bad word in the trailer. I got caught out badly. <laughs> yeah, what does yeah. it say? Battle of the Bees, Paul. Oh, is that that? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Yes, I got caught out there. Mm. So. Yeah. Right, let's give let's give one big prediction each before we look back on the wonderful world of Rogue One because I don't feel do you agree? I don't think the trailer gives a lot away in terms of plot. It's more just Cassian growing up, Cassian joining the rebellion and the kind of it reminds me a bit of have you seen the third and fourth Hunger Games movies? The, no. A long time ago. It, kind of, it reminds me of that. I think it's the uniforms as well. Like you know that scene where there's like a jail. It's a bit. It looks a bit like the Camino kind of corridor. There's like a jail, and there's loads of people in like white jumpsuits. Oh yeah, I thought it was like a Camino facility at first, and then yeah. I seen it was a jail. It just kind of reminds me a bit of the later Hunger Games films for some reason. Anyway, that's just me. So, Paul, what's your big, what's a big prediction of yours? Something you think an Easter egg or a cameo or just a plot point, something that we can look back on and say Paul's a genius. Um, Cassian won't die in this series. Right, okay. That's a bit, a bit boring, but okay. <laughs> um, what prediction? Um, I'm going to say he's going to have a love interest that gets killed at the end and makes him full on rebellion. Yeah. Okay. Did That's you see it? Yes. I can I can see that happening. Yeah. Because you can't have him going his whole life without right. somebody to care about. Well him and Jin got a bit cozy towards the end of Rogue One. Yeah. Well, that's ten seconds in the elevator before they got blown to smithereens. Vaporized. <laughs> there could have been a deleted scene. Yeah. <laughs> they lived in the the first cut. Oh, did they? 
Yeah. Oh yeah, I'm sure I heard that. Yeah. Yeah. So Raphael, what's your big? By the way, you've had like three variations in your name so far. Daniel called you Raph. Paul called you Rafa. I'm sticking. <laughs> I'm staying. I'm staying formal here. Just call me Ninja Turtle. <laughs> <laughs> All right. The the nerdy father. Yeah. Oh, that's a good title for a show. <laughs> you should write that down. Somebody should copyright that right now. <laughs> <laughs> Copyright sounds like something. The nerdy father. The nerdy father. What's your big prediction for Andor that we can look back on? Well, um, I I think we might see like a uh, uh, Leia as a like much smaller than what we saw in um, Obi Wan. I think we're gonna see that. Especially with Jimmy Smith's character, she'll probably be playing in the background while he's on a phone or, you know, some kind of message thing, you know. But I, I, I probably think I can guarantee that's probably gonna, gonna happen, you know. And I think they, they might have, um, uh, they might have a clone trooper show up in a cameo as well. I think that yeah. seeing the trailer, there's definitely, there definitely has clone troopers. No, but without the mask, the the same actor oh. that played. Bobble like fat. a, like a yeah. Tamara Morrison, yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know if I can beat the the one that was begging for credits on the street in Obi Wan. <laughs> Maybe you'll see his origin in this one. <laughs> <laughs> the, 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 beggar, the beggar clone, a Star Wars story. Yeah. <laughs> right, Daniel, what's your big what's your big takeaway prediction? Uh <sighs> Oops. Whoa. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Dropped my phone. Um, I'm not sure. I think I think you'll maybe meet someone that he cares about and maybe lose them, um, which might push him more towards, you know, the rebellion. Um, I know, obviously, you'll have a story prior to that that leads into that, but it might be a bigger... You might have a bigger push. I don't know. I haven't really thought about it that much. So basically, Daniel, you stole my idea. <laughs> but no, I mean, I'm just kind of yeah, just going with what you're you're going <laughs> your prediction is. I mean, I think I'm just want to go in blind. You know, have no expectations, and um, just enjoy it for what it is. See how it goes. Yeah, true. I've got I've got three predictions. One. Paul will get annoyed at me for getting overly excited about something that happens in the show. Just don't grab my hand. <laughs> yep. Two, Star Wars fans will get annoyed at something that happens in the show. <laughs> they always do. Uh, That's guaranteed. Be more specific. Those prisoners are going to break out of prison. There you go. Gonna... That's your big prediction. I don't really have, I feel like it's not a show that, I feel like we've seen where Cassian ends, so in terms of like big reveals, I just think it's going to be, I think it's going to be heavy on the politics, which I'm all for, and I think it's going to be a kind of, what's the word I'm looking for, like espionage, as well. He's got, we can already see from the trailer he's going to break in, how they don't recognise him when he's, Continuously breaks in dressed as an imperial officer, I won't understand. 
I also don't understand how the stormtroopers didn't recognize Obi Wan and Obi Wan because surely they've just saw a picture of him or a hologram of. Sorry, I'm just ranting because I started rewatching Obi Wan. You're starting to sound like me, Mister Cynical. Yeah, I just do you know that bit when Obi Wan gets spoilers for Obi Wan when he gets on that trailer and he's sitting right across from them. They've been sent there to look for him. Why do they not know what he looks like? There's a lot of things that that didn't make sense in Obi Wan. <laughs> It's yeah, still good though. The, log- the logic meter was very low in that yeah. whole series. I've yeah. started re-watching it ahead of Andor and all the scenes with Ewan McGregor are brilliant. I really enjoy the young Leia scenes. It's all the stuff with the Inquisitors I think let it down. I agree. I, yeah. I mean, it definitely could have been better, but I did have fun with Obi-Wan. You know, but it definitely could have been better. It's still better than um, the Boba Fett. Yeah, if the Grand Inquisitor had been the main villain out with Vader, I think it would have been better because I think Reva, although the character got better seeing the first couple of episodes rewatching it, she's still just so like one note. You can't escape, Obi Wan. Yeah, and she's like, <laughs> "Come out, come out, wherever you are." It's like, oh, yeah. Yeah. No, I, I don't think they utilised the, the Inquisitors, you know, as well as they you know, they could have. Um, they could have made made them the central kind of antagonist of the the show, made it a lot more interesting. But they never done that. So her ending yeah. just doesn't make sense. But sorry, I'm usually the one that keeps us on track. I went off on a right tangent about Obi Wan, so I think that's a good way to transition into. What I'm sure Paul in particular has been looking forward to is our Rogue One retrospective. And yes, we're going to keep the mention in the term retrospective because it helps make sense of why we're reviewing Rogue One in 2022. But also it just sounds like something a YouTuber slash podcaster would say when discussing an older movie. So it's also got alliteration, so it's got a lot going for it. Did you just do a segment on retrospective? (laughs) You said you said at the start we should really big up the fact it's a retrospective review. I just said it was a, a nice retrospective word. Rogue One review. That's that's great alliteration. <laughs> Call well, I, feel never like change. I won't change. You can put that in the best man speech. And <laughs> um, so I see if you don't do my best man speech, like I said in the cinema podcast, you failed. So lots of ums and mm, and dead dead, dead noise. Yeah. I, mean, I feel like I feel like Paul should kick this one off because Paul is Rogue One's number one fan. To start oh, off, okay. Everybody in unison, just tell me how amazing Rogue One was and why. <laughs> it, it was okay. <laughs> <laughs> no no it was okay. it was great it was great it was great Raph was kind of breaking up on us so sorry <laughs> I think it would be good to have a balanced discussion about the movie though because no movie's perfect right how do you <laughs> right, no okay. it felt like um, The Guns of Navarone have you ever seen that movie yeah that too? yeah, yeah. Dirty Dozen. Years ago, yeah. You know, it's like Star Wars meets the Dirty Dozen, the Guns of Navarone. Like, uh, you know, an old school, everybody 
goes on a mission and they all die. You know, that's that's been done before. And, uh, you know, it's uh, uh, that's what it felt like to me. Yeah, yeah it was like a World War Two like Vietnam kind of mm-hmm. heist kind of movie, wasn't it? Oh, uh, the bridge over River Kwai. That's what it felt like. Ever well, that, 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 that film's referenced in uh, that show Jack Whitehall does with his dad. Yeah. Do you know Jack Whitehall? Also, also um, Obi-Wan's in that as well. Yes. Yes, he is. He's a total bastard in that one. <laughs> <laughs> right, so... I think I'll be the, the devil's advocate guy here and... One of the big criticisms of Rogue One, not big criticisms, that's probably unfair, is that maybe we didn't get to know some of the characters that well for their demises to be as powerful as they were. Discuss. I could agree with that. Yeah. 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 I mean, we, we, yeah, we mostly focus on Jin and Endor, mostly, you know. The other characters, not so much. What characters did you like? So you can't repeat. This is me. This is the teacher and me coming out. But you can't repeat what someone else has said. So mm. we'll go for Daniel first. Daniel, what's that? What was one of the standout characters for you from Rogue One? Um, the standout, I would say, uh, Jin and um. I'm sorry, I've got it on just now, so I'm looking at it and watch. <laughs> um, it was just a refresher. I would, I would say, um, I can't remember. Is it Donny? Donny Yen. Donny Yen. So, what yeah. was his character's name? Charette or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. So, I, I, I think he really stood out as well. Um, he was a really cool character. I liked him. Yeah. What's that? It's quite funny as well. Yeah. yeah. Um, I was actually sad when he died, actually. Yeah. yeah. I thought, um, you know, having that element of the Force being in it, but not actually seeing it, so it kind of gives that kind of, from the character's perspective, that kind of mysticism, you know, because obviously none of these characters that actually know have never probably never met a Jedi and stuff like that, so it was kind of, it was kind of cool to see that that way. Yeah. It was that kind of mystery. So Daniel's a fan of Jin and Shiru. And I don't and don't feel bad if you forget their names. I think I include myself in that because I thought a uh, another character's name was a different name and if someone mentions him, I'll reveal uh, what I got wrong. Me and Paul were talking about this just beforehand. So uh, Raphael, what's uh out with those two? Is there any other characters that stood out for you from Oh, definitely uh K two SL. Yeah, I was I was yeah. sad when he blew, you know, got shut up. You know, I was like, why can't they uh, download his unconsciousness somewhere, <laughs> rebuild him <laughs> somewhere? You know, don't put him into the Millennium Falcon. That's already been done. Yeah, put him in another robot's body. Or he's, something. he's he's definitely in the top three Star Wars robots, and that's a great idea for a ranking poll. You should write that down. Yeah, I'll write it on my imaginary notepad. Yeah. So we've got a K2SO vote, and Paul, you're our second last up. Yeah. Well, see, my top two picks are gone already. Uh, <laughs> yeah. 
But I did love Kay. Like Kay was just so he's got all the best lines. He just like stole every scene he was in, didn't he? Um Did you know right. that wasn't me? <laughs> I'll just say in the ship then. <laughs> um so you know what? I'm just gonna say Director Krennic. Deploy um, the garrisons. <laughs> Does he have um, to say that or did I misquote that? He does, he does say that, yeah. <laughs> um, I think his performance was really, like, even from when he like, first like, lands on the planet and speaks to Galen, he gives us quite a kind of deceptive performance. And uh, he's also not afraid to do some of the dirty work. He goes off to the data vault with his own guards to find out what's going on. And he's just ruthless for his own ambition. And, you know me, I'm quite a stickler for um, the empire so and for director krennic i like i like the i like his costume and i like that he's got a white cape easily pleased it just really makes him stand out so i've i've drawn the short straw here so i need to choose someone that's none of those people who's still interesting Borg gullet that was just weird eh <laughs> And uh, I wouldn't want you to lose your mind. Right? Who can I go for? I mean, technically, you could pick Darth Vader if you want. No, that's a bit. That's, <laughs> a, bit, that's a bit boring. I'm gonna go for a CGI Grandma Tarkin. Oh wow! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think they can redo that scene. They can. They can make that look a lot better now. Yeah. It's still good. Like. Yeah, I don't think at the time it was that bad, but when you look at it now. You can see a huge, you know, difference. Could really yeah. improve. Him. See, really see if you're a young kid who doesn't have a clue who Grandma Tarkin is or who Peter Cushing is, like you probably wouldn't really have noticed. Right. Probably. Like, see if we were like ten years old watching that, would you have known that that was a fake person? No. No. I yeah. still, I still think he looks better than how he looked in uh, Revenge of the Sith. Because he looked like well, he had prosthetics, right? Yeah, it's, it's oh, yeah. awesome. Awesome. <laughs> no, no, it's mad to think that was five. Was it five and a half years ago that Rogue One came out? Mad, to, yeah. and it still looks damn good. Like the the, the third act just looks brilliant. Was it not twenty? Was it not December twenty sixteen it came out? Because it was around Christmas time. Force Awakens came out in twenty fifteen. And Rogue One came out the Christmas after, if I'm remembering correctly. All right, five, five and a half years ago then. Yeah, I think it would be. <laughs> Sorry. I, I like to be very specific. So I'm going to be Paul for a second. Again, actually, I'm turning into Paul. Why did he part so far away at the start of the film? <laughs> Because Galen also could have booby trapped the homestead. Okay. See, so you know, unrelated but related note. Did anyone else find Lyra really annoying? I thought she ruined everything. Or was that um, part of the She wasn't really in it that much, I didn't think, to no. really. No, but she just like ran in all gung ho and then just starts firing at people. It's like, surely that wasn't the plan. Oh. She only got one shot off, and it's because the Death Trooper shot her. 
<laughs> Wasn't there like a hint that she was gonna be like had force sensitivity? I heard about that. Yeah. Why that didn't happen? Mm -hmm. Maybe that was in the original cut. Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> Can I just say one word? One word that we'll all definitely agree. It's not only really one word, but one statement. Is Scarif not just one of the coolest planets we've ever seen and a great holiday destination? Yes. yes. It was nice. All the palm trees and everything. It's on my telly right now, so it was... That was a, actually a great scene, though, with those walkers coming through there. That was mm. one of my favorite scenes. Yeah. I'd agree so, on that. I, I think finish off on a positive, but I think as movie critics, it's important to give a balanced review. Paul, we'll start with you because you do love this so much, but is there anything... Because I can think of a few things personally. Is there anything you didn't think was that good in the film or could have been better? Uh, I didn't like the Borgullet, but I thought that was really unnecessary and just weird. Um, didn't like that. Um, but other than that, like, I feel like it's pretty much... like I loved all the action set pieces in it. Um, I really liked the interactions between the characters. The only thought, maybe a wee bit on Jeddah, it felt a wee bit kind of strung out a wee bit um, when they're getting taken prisoner and stuff. But other than that, I really, I really enjoyed it the first time I watched it, and even watching it today, I still enjoyed it. And they pick up on wee things you didn't really notice before, but. Mm. Um, like people with like characters' names and stuff. Um but just love the wee love it. I just love it. Just love it. Just love all the action. So and I know that I know that's me when we're talking about the bad stuff, but uh I only had it was only the ball gallop that was bad for me. Yeah. I've got a few things and I don't want to come across as negative about the film because I really do like the film and it's in my top I'd probably say it's in my top five Star Wars films, but I think it is important to give that wee bit of overall view. So, Raphael, was there anything that you didn't like as much about this film? Hmm. I mean, I I, I wanted to see uh, a little bit more of some of the characters. You know, that's about it. Uh, I don't know which of the scenes were actually directed by uh, the original director or the other director. But uh, I thought they, they meshed it all pretty well. You know, it, it feels cohesive. Surprisingly, yeah. you can't even tell that it was like re redone by a different person. Who, really. who was the original director? Because it was obviously Gareth Edwards. Yeah. But I've always heard who, this name, Tony Gilroy, mentioned. Like, that he's he was he's working on the show too, isn't he? Tony yeah. Gilroy? Yeah. I think he uh, he did the the born born uh, one of the born movies. Hmm. Yeah. Well, I'm looking for. We'll maybe find out more when they release the Andor behind the. Did any of you watch the Obi Wan behind the scenes documentary on Disney Plus? Oh, I didn't get a chance to, but I wanted to. It's worth it's worth a watch. Quite. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I watched it last week. It was pretty good. It's quite emotional, Daniel, isn't it? Yeah, it was. So Daniel, yeah. was there anything? Rogue One wise, anything you think didn't quite work for you? Uh, no, I thought it was I thought it was fairly 
well-rounded. Um, there wasn't any particular part I didn't enjoy. I, I liked it all. I can't really fault it, to be honest. Why am I going to be the negative one in this episode? This is very, <laughs> very uncharacteristic. Did, like, did you like CGI uh, Leia? I didn't mind it. At the time, it was. I thought it seemed okay at the time. Mm. Um, I think I was just shocked when because I went to go see it in the cinema. It was a midnight showing, um, so probably hopped up on coffee and tired. Um, but I think it was just seeing that shock. It was, you know, I, oh my god, it's Leia. You know, so I mean, she did look good at the time. But I think going back and watching it now, you can see the faults. And but I, I, I still like that. Still like seeing her part. The the, yeah. the whole the whole plane was a bit cheesy, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, they they had to fit that in somewhere. <laughs> it almost felt oh. like Q Q and a New Hope coming up. <laughs> yeah. Oh, did we um? Did we not? We went to see this in Glasgow together, didn't we? Uh, I don't think so. I think we did. Have you have you ever done the double feature watching Rogue One and then watching a New Hope back to back? I've done it and uh, yeah, it does enhance it. I think. Mm-hmm. Oh, did we do that? No, I just—I don't know if we did, Paul. But we went, we did go and see Rogue One together because I've actually got pictures of us in the cinema. So stop lying. We are friends. All right, okay. Um, also, I think we did the back to back. Means um, we did the Star Wars marathon. Yeah, we might have done them. I think it really does enhance it, and I really think it might be a slightly controversial opinion, but I think the Obi Wan Leia stuff. And Obi Wan, I think that enhances uh, New Hope or makes you see it in a different light. I think the Obi Wan stuff. Yeah. Right. Well, we we're talking about the negatives there. What about was there probably your favourite scene? Oh, can I mention my negatives first? What? More? No, I haven't really mentioned <laughs> them yet. I was just kind of holding off. I was just chairing the committee. Um, <laughs> it's, it's, uh, they're not actually. Most of them aren't really specific faults to this show. It was the the branding of the Star Wars story. I think the lack of the opening theme was a big... Paul's giving me a funny look here. I don't know what he's doing. What's he doing? It's my look of disappointment in you. No, I think the lack of the opening theme, the decision to not have the classic Star Wars opening theme with the Star Wars stories... I don't think it was the right decision, but I also think, see the way they did it in this film, where they showed you the name of the place as they arrived at it. Although that was good for telling you where you were, I thought, and Raphael's mentioned this earlier, I thought it was a wee bit marvelly. It was like something maybe you'd see in like Guardians of the Galaxy, the way they introduced the different planets that they went to. I think we lost him. <laughs> He's just hanging out with the dogs. Sorry. My, my dog has decided that he wants to really want to walk just now. Well, He's just he trying, he can, trying to mark it at me. He can wait for another 15 minutes or something. Sure. Um, so, yeah, it was... I don't know. I, I wasn't a big fan of the... Just given the names of the planets. I thought that was a wee bit not... Didn't feel Star Warsy. Normally in Star Wars, you never know what the planets are called. You refer to them as the grass planet or the water planet, and then some of them, some of them eventually stick. But that was just—I'm ruining the the Rogue One love in. So let's just get on to the good stuff. 
<laughs> yes. Right. Who wants to who wants to start off? Daniel or Rafa? Who wants to go first? Who's your favorite okay. scene? Or the uh, favorite I'm, favorite part? I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with Darth Vader scene. I can't you know, I gotta I'll say be that. Mine as well. <laughs> <laughs> I guess mean, almost everybody, right? Yep. Yeah. I was gonna I was gonna say probably like I love I love the Darth Vader scene. Um it was just I was I was like going into it. I'd heard like there wasn't going to be any lightsabers in it at all. So I thought when we seen Vader on the bridge, I thought that was it until A New Hope. I didn't think we'd see him. Um, so it was a real, a real surprise and a real treat to see him like that. But um, I actually like the, you know, like parts in the third act, like cinematography-wise, when ships are getting shot at the sky and then they mm. hit the ground. Then it goes straight into the ground action. I know you're talking about one shot. Yeah, like kind of one shot transition. Mm -hmm. I thought it was really, really smart. Um, really smart directing, really smart camera work, and uh, just shots like shots like that, and like the shots of the scale of the Death Star. You know, like when the dish is getting put in the Death Star, and it's getting, and you just see the small, tiny Star Destroyers. I thought shots like that just really, really nailed the film for me. Right. Yeah. Was it Gareth Edwards that was in? No. Yeah. Was it Gareth Edwards that was one of the like Death Star gunners? I think so. He's got a cameo in that in that bit. Yeah. So despite what was I was saying earlier, I was just trying to. Was that Paul? Was not Ryan Johnson that was a Death Star gunner. And then Gareth Edwards was in Last Jedi in the trenches. Ah, uh, he was in great. Oh. Something like I mean, that uh, you don't find it uh, odd that he hasn't directed anything since. Yeah. He's a good director as well. Or Gareth Edwards or Ryan Johnson? Gareth Gareth Edwards. I don't think uh, he has, right? Was he was he Godzilla before that, wasn't he? Yeah, he did Godzilla before this. Maybe he just finished on a high. I, I I wonder like what kind of like pressure they gave him to like reshoot that movie. Like what was so bad? about that original cut you know yeah. i really like i'm so curious to see what that original cut is i mean i, I heard rumors like does a uh jen and andor escape in a, a tie fighter at the end so they don't die i mean you kind of see that scene in the, in the original trailer when you see like jen confronting a tie fighter yeah oh, yeah yeah and i think that was supposed to be andor inside of that and they escape together. Just because uh, it's on my TV right now, I think a character that deserves a shout out is Admiral Radis. Oh, huh, yeah. The Mon Calamari. Mm hmm. He was the only one up for the fight. Despite yeah. what, uh, I, I was just trying to create a bit of debate, but generally, I think the once they get to Scarif and the ground battle and the space battle and the the character deaths. I think the last third is some of the kind of peak Star Wars, and it's not quite up there for Turn of the Jedi's ending, but it's it's one of the the toppers anyway. Yeah, I I, I also like the little like Easter eggs with uh, um they had of Rebels. I think we saw Chopper, right? Yeah, and, and we saw the Ghost. And Hera, Hera's name is mentioned over the Tanoi. Right, 
Yeah. And the yeah. as well. General Sindula. Yeah. Mm -hmm. My favourite scene... The Vader scene is awesome, yes. My favourite scene is actually when Jen and Cassian are given... Or like Jen's given the speech at the Rebel meeting. And it's like, eh, what chance do we have? It's more like, what choice? And then Andor's doing the speech about he's been in this fight since he was six years old. I think they, I'm a big fan of a rousing speech, and I think there was a lot of good emotive uh, speeches in, in Rogue One as well. And I really like the the dynamic between Jen and her dad and the the space the space uh, voicemail space video call. Um, yeah, quite a tragic film, really, when you think about it. I mean, uh, a lot of Star Wars is about daddy issues, huh? <laughs> uh, the idea we had I'm hearing my voice echoing on someone's computer now I can't work out who's you know do you know what I mean? I could hear my own voice like reflected off someone else's video I'm not sure um, a wee idea we had for the end of the podcast was a very cheery ending to a very cheery episode was between the four of us to rank the following character deaths. Not an order of enjoyment, but order in terms of how like epic it was or how dramatic. So I've got Andor slash Jin, or Andor and Jin, because they were together. We've got Baze, who I accidentally called Blaze earlier. So again, some of the characters don't get a lot of screen time. So he's the guy, he's Shiru's pal with the big the big gun. Uh, there's the pilot, uh, Bodhi Rook. And there's Shiru and there's K2SO. So we're not talking about favorite because that'd be very morbid, but in terms of who had, who had the best, most memorable death. So I think we're better starting at the bottom or the top. I think Donnie Yen's death was more memorable. Yeah, I was I was gonna say I was gonna pick that either that or uh, K2SO. You'd have like you know, memorable deaths. You'd have that top? Yeah, it would be the top. Paul, over yourself, which, which is the most memorable death, would you say? Memorable. So, oh, it's hard because, like, Kay holds off all the stormtroopers and it's super sad. Like, that's you proper get the feels when he dies, just for a CGI character. Um, but I quite, I quite like the Baze's character when he dies because he gets all upset trying to save um, Shirut, and he takes he takes down like about four or five Death Troopers, and then gets taken out by a grenade, and you can tell he's kind of at peace with himself, at peace with the Force. You get his faith back, doesn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Mm. So I'm going to say Baze just to mess up your your ranking. <laughs> I'm going to mess up even further by saying Andor and Jin, just that moment when they're you can see the water coming in and you know they're they're gone and they're just clinging on to each other and it's they're so young and it's so sad to think that that's the end of their journey and like there's not even a remains for these for them. They're just obliterated. Right. Now, um, one thing we didn't discuss, this is the first Star Wars movie where the stormtroopers actually hit something. Mm 
Very yeah, successfully. Yeah. Yeah. Unless they're hitting. Rebels in Jedi City, don't they? And yeah. Scott. The, the Stormtrooper in uh, New Hope, he hit his head off the door. Does that count? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. So what? What's our? What's our least memorable one? Would we maybe say the pilot's death? Because he, he just there's just a grenade thrown into the ship. Yeah, that was yeah. that was more. Yeah. I thought that was more comical than anything. Is that bottom? <laughs> is, that, is that our fifth? Is that our fifth one then? Yeah. Yeah. And then what about fourth? So we've mentioned Bayes, Shiru, K2SO, and Andor. We'll do a majority vote. Is there any anyone you'd throw in fourth place there? Um, Jen's mother. <laughs> she's not on the. She's not on the list. Curveball. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Sakurera's death. I thought about putting him in the list, but it didn't quite work. I, I mm. kind of stuck to like the main group mm. when I was doing it. So, is there any 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 takers for the fourth slot? I'll say Andor. You think fourth slot there? Also, see when like, the shock is coming in, and like Andor opens his eyes when she sees it, you can't unsee it. Mm -hmm. Right, so we'll go. Andor and Jin fourth, third. So we're going Bayes, Shiru. So K two S O Shiru and and Bayes. What order are we going? Um, I think I personally think Shiru's death is more memorable than Bayes's. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I I I'd agree to that. Yeah. So will we go Shiru first, K2SO, Baze, Andor Jin, and the pilot? Yeah. No. What are you saying then? <laughs> K, Baze, Shiru, Andor. Yeah, the, mo the moment's passed anyway. Can I just say one <laughs> last can I just say one last negative thing about the film? You Ooh. don't think the you don't think the the bit where they're like having to get the thing to connect it to the thing to connect it to the thing. Do you think that was a wee bit convoluted? Yeah, it's a little comp over complicated, though. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just enjoying more than call up on this one. Like, I'm a, <laughs> I'm a telecom engineer, and they needed to do all that stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's that. There's that. So I would say. Before uh, Paul, me and Paul fall out and Seismic Cinema disintegrates, <laughs> we have a place to start drawing things to a close. So we've looked at Andor, talked about our hopes. We've looked back on Rogue One. Um, I'm really forgetting. I think for those who have made it to the end of the episode, uh, the what did I call the geeky dad earlier? The, the nerdy, nerdy father. The nerdy father. You better not change your screen name after this, by the way. <laughs> Am I changing the name of the show? <laughs> or am I starting another fun. show? So is anything else you want to add about your work? Any shows that are, or podcasts that are coming up in the near future? Any podcasts you've listened to recently that are great, apart from us, obviously? Um, anything you want to say? Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I watch, uh, I listen to a lot of podcasts, but um, 
I, I started a, a, a recent one. It's called like the Saturday morning um, podcast. They basically do uh, a recap of an old Saturday morning cartoon. Oh, nice. And they just talk about it for the whole episode. That's like, yeah, so uh, that's that's what I've been addicted to right now. <laughs> they even have old commercials from the 80s intertwined between the episode. That sounds quite so, fun. Yeah. Nice. What, have you, what have you got coming up? What are your your next podcast to look forward to? Well, right now we're doing Sword and Sorcery Month on the show. So probably next month is all, you know, October is all going to be like scary stuff. You know, we're going to be doing Halloween-related stuff. You know, that's about it. That's all Very I got nice. planned. Yeah. Very nice. Daniel, um, what's, what's going down in your... Your neck of the woods? Uh, not much. Just working, family. Um, but I'll be I'll be coming to Dunoon. Um, nice. arriving Friday. I'm there for the weekend. Oh, nice. So, so I'll try and stop by and visit. So, for context, the the what was I calling? The what? the nerdy father. Me and, me and Daniel have never met before in person. Because um, he doesn't know the connection. So Paul yeah. goes out with Daniel's cousin. So I've only ever met Daniel through the video chat. Because the last time we were on, I asked him how tall he was because I wasn't sure. <laughs> what shoe size are you, Daniel? <laughs> Ten. Well, I'm not with big feet, big socks. <laughs> you watched any good shows recently, Daniel, or listened to any interesting podcasts? Uh, well, I've been watching um, the Power of the Rings, you know, the Lord of the Rings TV show, and I've been watching House of the Dragon as well. So, are oh, you watching that? Yeah, yes, yeah, so I've been, I've been catching up, catching up with those. Oh, for some reason, I thought you didn't like Game of Thrones. <laughs> I like, no, I love Game of Thrones. We need to get you. Oh, on. Uh, I need to get you. I watched, I watched your podcast on, um, on Game of Thrones. So that we've been reviewing the House of the Dragon episodes. Well, that just gave me an idea for a good wee end segment to our show. We should just talk about shows we've been watching that are quite good, just to give. Each other ideas and people ideas. Sounds Sorry, has, has anyone seen the Lord of the Rings TV show yet? I watched the first episode. Mm. Wasn't I'm, I'm, I'm kind of waiting until they all come out and just binge it. Oh, <laughs> okay. I, I won't yeah. give anything away. I was just wanting to hear people's thoughts on it. Um, I'm not too overly enamored about it. Uh -huh. I've, I've heard some mix mix of feelings about it from a lot of people. Yeah. House of the Dragons epic though, right? Yeah, yeah. Loving that. Yeah. Are you watching that, Rafa? No, I have not yet. I'm also it's waiting so to binge binge that all in one shot. It's so <laughs> good. Don't what watch it with your kid. Yeah, no. don't don't watch it with anyone. Yeah, just watch it by yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Once you've watched it, watch watch our review of the fourth episode and just watch us particularly me be really awkward at describing it. Okay. Okay. Is there another incest sex scene in this one too? 
No comment. <laughs> um, what have I been watching? Obviously, House of the Dragon. I've been watching a football documentary. It's called Welcome to Wrexham. It's all about uh, Ryan Reynolds has taken over a Welsh football. I saw, I saw some previews for that. Yeah. Yeah, I've been watching that. I was watching She Hulk, but I'm really thinking it's not that good. So I've kind of been. No, so I won't even. I won't even give it time of day. No. It's... No. It started off okay. The first episode was decent, I thought. But the fourth episode was... like I haven't watched the fifth episode yet because it just... Yeah. yeah. I've been watching it. It's funny, but... It's, like, over the top and a bit too... Yeah. It's not... It's it does just... feel like a, like a sitcom more than anything, you know? I think that's what it's meant to be, but just I just don't kind of feel like it's going anywhere, personally. But Right, yeah. Yeah. And I really yeah, cannot stand uh, the CGI. <laughs> it just annoys mm. me sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, please. Yeah. Right. Well, I have promised my fiance I'm going to go visit her after this, so we better uh, finish it off. So. When is the wedding, by the way? Uh, July next year. Oh, okay. Taking July your time. July next year. I would go. I need a reason to go to the to that part of the pond, right? If you're in if you're in Scotland, give us a shout. Yeah. So by the way, you... by the way, is it true that uh you guys all drink Guinness mostly? No. No. Irish <laughs> folk. Yeah, that's uh, Irish. Uh... Uh, that's what I thought. Yeah. Strength <laughs> book fast in the mad dog. Right. Oh, okay. I don't think I got that over here. It's <laughs> bad stuff. You, know, you, you wouldn't want it. You'd have to yeah. Yeah. <laughs> stick, all, stick all the beer, you. all the beer in America is all watered down and not strong, in my opinion. So far, all yeah. the beers I've had overseas are all way more stronger. Yeah. Yeah. Dan, Dan, your mind when it comes to the drink selection. You make you make cocktails <laughs> well, don't you? The craft. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do okay. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, uh, if I if I do go to that side of the pond, I'm gonna visit your bar. And Maybe I can get a free please, drink. Please do, yeah. Please can do. I get a free drink. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> Give me a couple. Thank you. Thank you. Come, come visit Danun as well. We see mm -hmm. Rafa. Rafa, I'm dating this cousin, yeah. and I can't even get a free drink. <laughs> Suppose you never come. <laughs> <laughs> you ever visit? Paul's a Paul's a hermit hermit crab. Oh, it's good. We, we just bought it some uh, some food at the pet store. Uh, and the problem is the two hermit crabs are fighting each other now. No, Paul's not a natural hermit. Like, <laughs> I mean, he doesn't leave his house very often. <laughs> nah, he does. The pandemic. Yeah. On, on BT duty. So we're just going to do our wee bit of shameless plugging. So we're on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter as Seismic Cinema. So please give us a follow. Our Twitter in particular um, continues to grow over a thousand followers now. Instagram's, Paul, I don't know if you've noticed, Instagram's been jumping up a wee bit in the last uh, wee week as well. Has it? No. You're also not paying attention, so. Nope. <laughs> um, <laughs> on, on YouTube, we're also Seismic Cinema. We've gained four new subscribers in the last week. So we're up to 62. We were 
struggling to make that 60 for ages, but we're really glad uh, to make it up. And you can also listen to us on audio version on Anchor, Spotify, Good Pods, Apple Pods, Audible, Amazon Music. Um, we still don't get a lot of views in general. I don't even know if Anchor tracks all those different platforms, but we put it on there anyway for people to listen to. So just like to thank Daniel and Raphael once again for joining us. Raphael, we hope we've not scared you off and that you might be up for coming on again in the future. Yeah, sure. Why not? We, we always say that to people when we're on air because they can't really say no. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was horrible. I don't want to see you guys again. <laughs> yeah, we, we like to think we're quite well welcoming and quite easy to to get on with so um yeah so we're size with cinema and Raphael, have you been doing your homework do you know what our slogan is oh no <laughs> i didn't i don't really listen to all the way to the end like that <laughs> oh <laughs> i do okay. listen but i don't go all the way to the end no Daniel, uh, Daniel, what well, does Daniel remember? I think he does because he's been involved in the artwork. Yeah, the no, power of escapism. Yes. See, I remembered. Yeah. Although we're rebranding, <laughs> we're gonna go. We're gonna, we're gonna. I don't know how we're gonna do it, Paul. We said this last week. We're gonna up our Scottishness, and we are gonna try and find that elusive niche because. But is that true? Do Americans pronounce niche? How how do you, how do you pronounce that word? Because I've seen this on different um, channels before. It's not niche. No, that's how that's how like I would say it. But that's apparently, how, I thought that's how we say it too. It's not niche. I've, I've, I've heard of quite a few YouTubers call it a niche, and I'm like, what? Wow, no, no, <laughs> I've never heard that. I've never heard that. Well, we're we're trying to find that anyway because we realize we're pretty generic and doing the same thing as other people, but that could be quirky. I don't know. I don't know. I think you guys are already quirky because you know you, you give like uh, the Scottish um, niche niche. <laughs> right. Yeah. We'll we'll sign off there. So if anyone made it to the end, thank you so much, and make sure right. you subscribe and like, but also subscribe to the Geeky Dad Pod and the Geeky Dad After After Dark Pod as well. Right. 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 I also have uh, uh, the Multiverse Kids show. There we go. Yeah, yeah. We've only yeah. we've only got one. Yeah. yeah, it's 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 hard work to keep all three. Uh, I might <laughs> yeah. might work myself less. <laughs> I, I gotta I have you guys on the show one day too. Yes, let's do that. Oh yeah. God, that means that means your views are going to bomb. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, most probably. Yeah. yeah. Maybe I so can, uh, you know. Uh, we'll have uh, you when you get married. We'll have you like on the show, you know, because now you'll be like a husband that's close to being a dad, I guess. I, You're I one step be, away. I could be the nerdy, I could be the, the nerdy husband. Oh, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Anybody here uh, has kids? Yeah, I have two. I have two kids. Well, okay, okay, I so now I can have him on the show now. I can't have you. Um, my fiance has kids, so I'm technically a, a step. Yeah, well, once once you get married, you'll be a dad then. Yes. Stepdad. I've got dogs. I'm out. Paul's got dogs. Yeah. <laughs> right. Well, it's been good chatting to you all. Let's look forward to 
Andor and make sure well, we'll definitely try and get you on at some point, maybe during the Andor run. But if not, jump on the comments, private message, and we can chat about how we're finding the show. Yeah, once Andor's done, invite me back. I'll Why not? Cool. Right. See you later, on. All right. Yeah. See you guys. Take care. Thanks again. Really good having you both on. No, thanks for having us. Yeah, it was fun. Right, Rafa, it was nice to meet you. Yes, me too. It was nice meeting you guys. Uh, you know, I don't really get to talk to people across the pond that much, so it was nice. Definitely. I, f- I feel international now. <laughs> international businessman. <laughs> cool. Right. We'll head off. Take care.